Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as facts. Nothing that is said about any person, organization, gaming company, or sport topic in general should be taken as facts, as well as any talk about any political, religious, or medical topics. As for medical topics at all times, you should speak to a licensed medical professional before any opinion is considered. Everything that is said on this podcast is opinion-based only. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome to the Dr. VTech Show. This podcast is a long-form conversation hosted by Dr. VTAC with the top guests in the world of esports. All from owners, pros, semi-pros, former pros, and content creators of many games. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. V Tech podcast. Today's show is going to be amazing, guys. You won't believe who I have here with me. We have Nick from M80. Hello, hello. Bro, this guy is phenomenal, guys. You you got to this coach, he's a coach for M80 for Rocket League. And this all I've been hearing is all good things about him and everybody's excited and happy to have him on the team he came in in august so nick what's up man how's it going <laughs> i'm good man how are you yeah that's quite an introduction i usually don't get that <laughs> <laughs> oh don't worry man well you got to hear at the dr v tech show man this is a it's it's a fun podcast it's i mean i, I my podcast is mainly like a joe rogan type of style you know a lot of people expect other things craziness but i'm more like the one-on-one get to know you have the fans get to know more who you are so yeah i mean hopefully i'm entertaining and i'm (laughs) interesting to get to know you know (laughs) oh of course i mean we love coaches if it wasn't for the coaches uh geez the 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 players would be playing (laughs) like chickens without heads you know running all over the place yeah, failed players got to go somewhere, right? That's correct. So, how many how many years you've been coaching? Uh, I think I technically started in early 2020 uh, with esports. Um, I originally played soccer for my entire life, and I was trying to learn how to coach in football or in soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just fell in love with gaming, especially Rocket League. Uh, I played FIFA my entire life, and then Rocket League was my game when I would want to not tilt from FIFA and eventually I got better at Rocket League and then I started playing that for a while and I gave up on soccer uh, when I was in my sophomore or junior year of high school to try and go pro uh, obviously I did not or uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be a little bit more interesting but I decided to go to coaching after a year or two when I realized that trying to become a professional gamer just wasn't for me uh, and that was with a couple bubble teams in North America uh, and how I got my start, like really as a coach, was we beat Cloud Nine as an unsigned like 32 seed, which Cloud Nine were at the time I'm pretty sure the reigning world championship or the world reigning world champions in a tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you're an unsigned team, getting one good result means everything gets blown up because we all just want contracts. So everything kind of kicked off from there. Wow. That's amazing. So where where are you from originally? Are you from the United States? Are you from Canada? Where are you from? I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, right now I'm in Toronto with M80, but okay. yeah, I've lived in Pennsylvania my entire life, except two years when I went to college in North Carolina. Okay, big question here. Are you a Steeler fan or Philly fan? Philly. 
So I live in Lancaster. I'm like probably an hour from Philly. Okay, so you're way down. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I've been I've been to Pennsylvania. I'm Steeler fan, but <laughs> the same same state, same state. But nah. I stopped following football, man, bro, due to all the craziness I've been seeing. Once Troy Palomalo uh, retired, I'd said I'm, I, I hang up the gloves. I'm gonna just stop. It's just too many craziness going on. I only started following football like at all because of Boston Scott. Um, cause he was mm-hmm. my sub on Dignitas. So he was a really cool guy. But besides that, never watch football, never learned anything about it. Yeah. I, I kind of like, you know, I was telling a couple of buddies of mine, I said, you know, the reason why I stopped because all the frustration and the things that I see, you, they don't call certain things. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this no more. I'm getting frustrated over everything. And I was like, I'm done. I don't want to be following football no more. <laughs> uh, you get so emotionally invested, man. You always come back to it. It's like a, it's like a shitty yeah, addiction. It is, but it's been. I've been. I stopped watching it like like few years, and and not for nothing. It just alleviates so much stuff, you know. And then the money you spend on on merchandise and all this stuff and i save so much money because i'll buy you know any little thing Steelers this Steelers that and i was just like now i'm not doing it i didn't i didn't get to see not even one i'm gonna promise you i haven't seen not one game they played this year nor the last year yeah but then eventually you'll get bored and you'll see one game and you'll get right back into it you know but look at what you saw what happened with the referees, right? With that issue, the scandal, and they got caught. And I was like, I see, I knew it. I knew it. And people were like, I knew it too. Like, man, oh, I, I prefer watching esports better. Let's watch Rocket League. Let's see you you guys play. You know what I mean? It's I, I'm like, oh gosh. It's just, it's a I don't know, man. I don't know. The, there was a, some people pointing out uh, today uh, some the Kansas City just holding the heck out of these players of the Ravens. It was like very – I mean, playing yeah. side, the guy pulled them down. They didn't even call it. They didn't throw a flag, nothing. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm just uh, – I'm happy I'm not into it. I almost feel like it's worse now because there's so many things like video assistant referees, like especially in soccer. It's like now when the calls are wrong, like it's almost removed the human element. And it's still yes. awful. So it's like, what? What was the point? Like back when it was just like human, it's like, oh, the referee screwed up. Like you kind of get over it. But when there's like 15 different camera angles and 10 different referees, it's like, guys, how do we, how do we still suck at our jobs? You know? I know. Isn't there instant replay? I mean, geez. exactly, man. It's like, my goodness, it could just like replay. Now, how how come isn't that instant replay is like very. I don't see it too much on 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 soccer, like in the I mean, World Cup. They have VAR, which is the video assistant referee, but it's only for red cards, if the ball went over the line or not, and offsides. So it's only for like three main deciding factors. So they still let a lot of like actual human mistakes in, but then people will complain about the human mistakes. So it's like. You can't analyze every foul, right? Like, there is still that human element to the game of, like, oh, maybe they get it wrong, maybe they get it right. But I guess that's why we have esports, because there's no real human element. 
<laughs> you got the fans. They're like, hey, wait, we saw that. We exactly we saw what you just did on the big screen. What the heck? <laughs> Man, you jumped too high, hit the ball, then you made a goal. What the heck? I can't do that. <laughs> so um now getting into to Rocket League Esport. Um how you got into Rocket League? What was the game you played before Rocket League? That was FIFA. So, so it was the, the FIFA on on video games. Yeah, yeah. So I was on oh. PS4 from like I think that was FIFA 14. So it was like 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other gaming console I had besides that was well, I guess I had two. I had a Wii and I had an SNES. Uh, mm-hmm. And my dad forced me to buy FIFA instead of. A Super Mario Galaxy game, I think, and that's basically where my love of soccer started and kind of love of gaming in general. Oh, that's awesome! It's like, here, get it if you're gonna play, play sports. Yeah, because I played soccer at the time, like IRL, right? But correct when I came to gaming, I was just in the platformers, I was boring. There you go. And then once you saw Rocket League, how did that just like it just blew your mind, and or you were like, "Wow," or were you like, nah, "I don't like it," but let me try it out. I was cool with it. Like I, I played it a little bit, but um, FIFA has the system where it's called Foot Chips, where you play essentially. It used to be forty games in a weekend, and it's like the competitive game mode. I used to just get incredibly pissed off at FIFA because every sports game is the most rigged game ever because you can't control 90% of the players, so it just sucks. Yeah, it's true. So Rocket League was my game when I was already pissed at FIFA. I'd go play that to relax. Even when I was mm-hmm. like, God, this was 10 years ago. So I was I was like 11 or 12 at this point. So, you know, I was easily angry. Uh, and then yeah. I eventually started getting kind of good at Rocket League and just enjoying it more than FIFA. And then FIFA became my game to relax when I would be pissed at Rocket League. So we switched mm. it around. But uh, yeah, I, eventually I got good enough to get Grand Champ, which was the highest rank at the time. I started playing like in a couple online leagues and I really started to fall in love with the game. Because it still had enough of the soccer element, but it was something I was good at. Because like, right. in IRL soccer, I wasn't, I wasn't the best. You know, I, I understood the game more than I was better at playing it which I guess then became a common theme in my life. Um, But yeah, that's probably how I mainly started to fall in love with Rocket League was just angry at FIFA. Okay, I'm going to ask you a big question here, and I want you to be really sincere, because I already know who the GOAT of soccer is, and it's not messy. A lot of people (sighs) say, oh, is it for you? For me personally. Yeah, you personally. Who is the GOAT? Of soccer. Well, I'm a Manchester United fan. So, I'll always prefer Ronaldo. Because obviously he played for United. So, mm-hmm. then like when it comes through football, I preferred Mourinho's Madrid to Guardiola's Barcelona. I preferred Ferguson to Pep. And just all these United legends are somehow backed in that area. So, personally, it's Ronaldo. But... Are you personally is Ronaldo? Messi, Messi is just better. Especially now that he has a World Cup. Messi is just better. But he just won one World Cup. Yeah, and Ronaldo's won zero. Okay. I'm talking about the GOAT, the legend, the king of the yeah, camp. Yeah. You saying Messi is better than Pele? I've never watched Pele. And it's a completely different area, so it's hard to it's hard Three to put World two Cup. and two to Yeah. Three World Cups. 
But <laughs> but Pep Guardiola's Barca team was the greatest team to ever exist. Like, there's no doubt about that in my eyes with how they've revolutionized football and how they've changed everything. And a lot of what I characterize as the best teams ever, and this even goes into esports, was longevity and how they changed the game. Mm-hmm. And everyone rebuilt based on Pep's ideas and philosophies, and they still do. Whereas Ronaldo was just pure determination, athletic ability, talent, raw, just power. Whereas Messi had that intelligence and the ability to elevate rather than just be him. Well, I the reason why I say Pele, because Pele has the most championships. Yeah. He won, I mean, geez, three World Cups. How can you do that? But for me, for me, my I never seen a player like this guy. I mean, I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked at Messi, Ronaldo, Beckham, all these guys. The guy for me that I will always say and believe in my heart is the best. And even Messi, Messi said, no, this guy's the GOAT. And then the other is Ronaldinho. Yeah. Ronaldinho. I, I, bro, I seen when three people gang up on Messi, he'll, you know, is not, doesn't perform too well. On Ronaldo, three, four, gangling up on them. But if you look at them, they use all, they do a lot of techniques that Ronaldinho did. Yeah. Ronaldinho did show how to how to do like this type of sidekick. You're faking it to the side, but you're actually catching the ball with your foot, and then you're throwing it on the opposite side. Ronaldinho was like, like my God, four people, and they still couldn't. And then I remember Messi playing with him and, you know, obviously he embraced him and they will ask him, Messi, what do you think? He said, no, this guy's the GOAT. But then Ronaldinho will say, no, Messi, Messi's the GOAT. So it's like, okay, give it up. Which guy? Who's who now? Yeah. And it's, I know it's a, a much of a respect I have for each other. Um, I I like a lot, and I, and I really, and I agree, I like a lot uh, Cristiano and Ronaldo. He is, once I saw the way he played and his uh, character uh, off the field was very, very chalking. You know, it was very impressive. You know, I didn't know he's going to be that humble. He's a very humble guy. A lot of people think he's he's cocky and all this stuff because of how sometimes he was uh, on the field towards other players. But that was a, a you know... A performance he was doing, trying to get under their skin, and but then out of that, he was just like phenomenal. Very good, good player. I mean, Dino will always just be known for his flair. Like Dino is the person that, if you're playing street football, you want to be. But I mean, he kind of has had the same issue a lot of Brazilians have had, where they'll have the unreal talent but not the unreal work rate. Like you think yeah. of R nine, so Ronaldo Nazario, he had that, and. I mean, that's just kind of a common thing in Brazil, unfortunately, because they'll have like the best and they just don't won't act like the best, you know? Yeah, it's like, man, you got to you got to act in a certain way. Yeah, but Ronaldinho, jeez, he, he shows so, so many abilities and, and tricks that a lot of these players are using today and some of them are trying to do, trying to perform it. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I kind of I, I see that. I see that. It's like the Brazilian players that have their their certain ways of how how they play, and, and I also liked. Um, 
Beckham back then too. He was really good. Man, that's before my time. Like I've watched all the compilations on YouTube and stuff, but I, I never got to see Beckham play. Have you seen his documentary? Yeah, yeah. That was really interesting. Interesting, right? He yeah. was like the, <laughs> the the Messi back in his time, the the Ronaldinho, you know, back then or Ronaldo. He was like he played with I think he played with Manchester as well. Yeah, he was at United, he was at Madrid. Yeah, he was like really freaking good. You know, but then he got in, fell in love and then all this stuff and the big drama with one with one game he played and it was just like then they hated him and then he came back and won and then they love him and it was like oh gosh. Yeah, it's the documentary is like really interesting. I was like I was in shock all the stuff that I you know learned about him. Fans are so fickle, man. Like uh, they take it so personal when you make mistakes and that's why like especially like i don't know if it's just the social media age which i guess it's not but it's kind of been amplified by it but mm-hmm. every mistake you make man uh, you have a hundred thousand times more people ready to criticize you and that's like social media especially now like i can't imagine being a traditional athlete because even like esports athletes man like i remember we beat nrg once which is like i mean it's nrg right uh, man, those fans, if you beat them, especially because we got like a, a tech pause that ruled out their first goal, you just get death threats now. <laughs> like, it's crazy that like that's how it's kind of come to be. I, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy. <clears throat> I, uh, it is, it's, it's the internet, man, to be real on it. The internet right now, you make a mistake and and let's say you made a mistake you cost a game whatever the fans would just like go awfully crazy and it goes not only one platform it will go to all the platforms it's gonna go to facebook it's gonna go to instagram it's gonna go to tiktok and it's like man you're just gonna get bashed all through for such a long time until it dies out until your name doesn't get popped up again. And and back then, before the media that wasn't that huge and there wasn't so many platforms out there, um it it didn't have that much leverage. You know, you could have made a mistake, oh, he made a mistake here, that's done and over with. But now it just like it spreads out like fire. And it's just way worse. I noticed that. I noticed that. Now, if you're getting death threats, that's like freaking scary. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Man, people you're are just ready to explode, bro. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, this has kind of become like this epidemic where fans just suck. Like, I, there's obviously like some good ones, but man, like, yeah, you got good ones and you got you got crazies. bad ones. Yeah. And if you beat one of their favorite players, forget it. They're still gonna call you trash, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're yeah. trash. You're junk. You can't. You're no good. Uh, you're aware that I'm holding the trophy. I beat your guy. You know, and they still don't care. They still don't care. If you beat somebody that was popular and that they like, forget it. It's just freaking crazy. Yeah, man. 
Uh, especially like when we work in esports where there's a bunch of like 15 to like 19 year olds like yeah it's because they're young they don't they don't understand and and they take the game a little bit a little bit too serious in what they should you know instead of taking it as yes competitive but having fun and and a good time and there's always a ne- another game there's always a, a next year and just move on, but they just take it like, my gosh, like super. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. Some people just take it overly dramatic and they're overwhelming. It's like, I don't even understand. Have, um, have you ever, uh, like encountered like feisty people during a tournament? Uh, the most was when we were with Queso. So, um, this was three 15-year-olds. I guess one, two 15-year-olds and a 16-year-old. We beat NRG to eliminate them before a crowd in the first land back since COVID. So it had been three years since they had seen NRG playing. NRG is like, they had the three biggest content creators that were also former world champions. So it's like, they, they just have the fan base. Mm-hmm. Game four, we can see the kickoff goal. Um, and there was a tech pause. So the goal gets removed. NRG still goes up 2-0 in this game, and then they throw it away, and we come back in the series and win. The amount of death threats we got from like that game alone was insane, because we were just... It was funny, we were hanging out in the lobby afterward, and we were just reading them all together, and just dying laughing. But I wouldn't really say like crazy fans. Like I, If you go to a game in Philly, you're going to have crazier fans than anyone in esports, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like an eighteen-year-old shit-dogging me is not going to get to me anymore. Yeah, like... yeah it's like going to Philly and, and, and you know, and in a baseball game or 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 a football game. <laughs> Dude, at a hockey game, right? I was a Blackhawks oh. fan because uh, mm-hmm. my grandfather was a Flyers fan. But the first ever game I watched was the Sharks versus the Blackhawks in the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup Finals in what twenty ten, I think it was. And I picked the Blackhawks because I liked their jerseys. Yeah. I went to a Blackhawks game. I think I was like maybe 13, 12 or 13, right? I was young. Some dude in Philly turned around to me and my mom and he pointed at my jersey because I was wearing a Blackhawks jersey and just went, you're in my house now, bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> like this dude's in his 40s. Like, Philly's fans are a different breed, man. I love Philly fans. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, take, they take it very serious. They take it very serious. <laughs> Philly, <laughs> wow! So, uh, you still you still live with your parents, or you, or you live on your own now? Or ah, uh, yeah. So it's a bit all over the place. Um, I graduated college uh, this previous semester. So, oh, did you? Good for yeah, you. Man. Thank you. You got associates or bachelors? Associates, I assume. No. Uh, which is the four year? <laughs> oh, your bachelor's degree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I have that. Um. So yeah, I did that in three years. Um, technically, I'm living at home, but right now uh, I'm in Toronto with two of my teammates. Okay. Uh, so that's why I don't have my own place because I didn't want to. There, there's no point of paying rent for three to six months when I'm in and out of team houses and traveling so much. When I'm only there for, like, I'll come home for like two weeks at a time. You know, it's like, mm. why would I then pay six months of rent to live somewhere else? Yeah, okay. That does make sense. That does make sense. Now, 
now right now you you're what you graduated from what what do you what do you study uh it was business management through or sport management through the school of business at my college wow that's that's uh that's pretty nice yeah i guess that's why i'm in coaching right yeah so <laughs> after coaching you still want to pursue in into esports and go from there or you want to do other sports I mean, in an ideal world, I'd love to keep working in esports. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like not having the nine to five. But I mean, in esports, it's pretty much a twelve a.m. to another twelve a.m. Like, you have to be on call twenty four seven. Like, I'll just get random messages at like four a.m. from my bosses or from other people. And it's like, oh no, I have to deal with this now. And to me, that's almost nicer than having to work at like an office or a desk job. And I've kind of got lucky the way it's panned out. Okay, so um, how's it how's it working with Marco? Great, Marco's Marco's awesome. Uh, he it's the most trust I've ever had from like a CEO. It's also the most communication I've ever had from a CEO. Where he's basically told me like, "Hey, I'll sign the checks. You just trust what you want to do. Uh, as long as it fits in the budget, we'll do it." And I said, "You know what? Perfect." Because <laughs> um, I, I have a lot more freedom than I've had on like. Dignitas, where I, I had to answer to a general manager and I had to answer to my owner who didn't know anything about the game but still wanted his opinion heard, which is frustrating. Uh, but also, I get it. Like, coaches aren't there for long periods of time. So I get that they want to have a vision, but mm-hmm. it's frustrating when organizations don't have that vision or kind of just going with what they want. Whereas these guys have put like an unreal amount of trust in me to get things done. Um, like I think I was the first ever coach to sign or not even first ever coach, just first ever person in Rocket League to ever sign a pre-contract where I knew I was signing with M80 and I had it all written out and signed even when I had two or three months left on my Falcons contract, which was a bit extraordinary because uh, there's a lot of coaches that are incredibly good at their job that just don't get an organization at all. And I had two pretty much willing for me. Um, and this is like my first real project where I've had a, I've been able to put my stamp on everything where I've hired an assistant coach where a lot of teams don't do that. I've hired three players that it was completely off rip where it's my ideas, my opinions and all that type of stuff. Like this is for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been really nice that I'm anywhere. They trust me to do my job and they trust me to do it well. Where, like, I don't think I could get away with a lot of organizations saying, hey, I'm going to import a 16-year-old Moroccan kid that's never made a regional before, and you just kind of trust he's going to be good. Yeah. And he goes, are you sure? And I go, yeah, I believe in it. And he goes, all right, fair enough. Um, but I guess that's kind of my mindset on things. Of I, I like to have that total control, and I'm probably a bit of a power freak in general. Where I, I like to have things done my way. Um, well, you, I mean, you know what you're doing. I mean, you've yeah. been in, in this industry for a while, and you've been in within Rocket League for quite some time. So, to have Marco look up to you to that level, that's a great honor. Yeah. Um, he came on to my show. Phenomenal guy. Really nice. I have nothing negative to say he he is he is he's a really nice guy i do feel his energy um 
it's a it's it's the type of energy is like he's really cool, but don't try to cross the line with this guy. Exactly. You don't want to do that. And the reason why <laughs> I felt that because obviously he's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> usually lawyers you don't want to mess with. And I could tell I could see the lawyer in him, the attorney in him, and he's I mean it is his bio is freaking insane. It is you get shit done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm like, man, if somebody messes with me and esports, I'm gonna just call Marco. Hey, Marco, exactly, uh, you know this guy over here trying to mess with me. What you gonna do? Huh? <laughs> He's kind of got <laughs> that like not mafia vibe, but he kind of yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> it's like at that. Uh, uh, <laughs> So he's from, he's from he's actually from where I'm from, you know, over here. I'm mean, I'm from Puerto Rico, but yeah. uh, uh, down south in uh, Florida, Miami, and then he moved up to Boston, you know. So it's like, okay, <laughs> so he, he's a he's a tough guy. He's a real, but very nice guy, you know. It's one one of those uh, uh, owners that I see very devoted and dedicated to to his team and his players and. Not too many of them are like that. Some of yeah. them are just like they're all in their own world doing what they got to do, making sure stocks are good, making sure they're they're getting contracts and et cetera. But Marcos, I see him very devoted, very into with the players, you know, and that must make you feel good knowing that you got the owner having your back. Yeah. Like Marco. It's so nice to work with someone that almost doesn't feel like they're above esports because you can kind of have that with certain owners where they almost feel like they're too good. Like yeah. even during this podcast, Marco has been messaging me asking how seating works to make sure like everything works right. Because um, he's like, why are we eighth seed? I was like, oh, this is why. <laughs> like he, he's so involved of, hey, I want to get this done. Why is it like this? Why is it like he wants to understand everything. And even with Rocket League where like him and Don uh, like haven't really been in that space like that much like they were with Axet with Percy Lion and someone else <laughs> uh, but yeah. you know kind of a forgettable team whereas this is like the first real top Rocket League team they've had and it, it, they're very committed they're just learning on the fly which is nice because like almost gives me a little bit more trust and a little bit more opportunity to put my fingerprint on the team and just the entire structure that's good I think I I believe. I mean, you you're how old are you right now? Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. You're very mature for your age, man. Be really Thank you. I, I can I can pick up stuff pretty quick, and you know, and you read off people, and you see how they are, the way they talk, the way they handle themselves, and you know, there's certain there are certain things you you could just pick up real quick. I don't get red flags. I get the green flags. I think if you keep on doing what you're doing, probably down the road, he may pick you up for to do something else, probably within the organization, not just Thank on the team coach. So, so just keep on doing the good work. Uh, just soak up all the knowledge that you get from him. And I know, um, he he's he's a good guy. He he will he would put you in something, you know. Let's say for example, Rocket League. God forbid, you know, gets out of the 
rotation of game. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever something happens, I'm sure that he'll find a spot for you. Cuz you I mean, you graduated college, you know, and you're doing what you got to do, you're very devoted and and that's that's really nice. That's really I'm I'm sure he'll he'll uh put you somewhere. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't mind working in esports, you know. I can't complain. Yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, there's the sky's a limit now. Esports has grown like freaking crazy. I mean, it's like it went to something small to now something freaking huge, and and it's all over the place. It almost feels like it's overgrown a little bit. Like, I mean, that's why so many companies are having to pull back anyway. But I almost miss that little bit of like grassroots feel of like when you'd go to a tournament and there'd be like 200, 300 people there. But obviously like, I'm not complaining that they put us in like four or five star hotels in front of tens, 15,000 people. But <laughs> I, I, I just hate the online stuff. I wish we had smaller lands, but more of them rather than just this constant, like slog online. Cause God being in person yeah. is so much better. Like even this team, ha- well, I say a team house, it's kind of a condo, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Like being able to see, my entire team in person is so nice. Like wow. it's so much better, man. Like this feels healthier than everyone just sitting at home 24 seven. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause you build a bond, you build that relationship. You get to know more about that person who you're playing with. And, and, and it just, it becomes, you're playing with your family now. Yeah. You're playing with your family it's like a basketball team or a baseball team. They, they always together. They, they go together They stick together. They come together, you know, back and forth. They're always together. And it, and it makes it more, you have more passion to what you're doing now. Yeah. You're all together. Is that yeah. emotional investment now, rather than just, Hey, this dude's on a screen, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's pretty cool. Now, what place you guys are in right now? And, 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 in the field uh, in esports on, on ranking, are you guys like in second, third, or first? Or what's what's uh, some... well, we just had our first qualifier yesterday, uh, and we made it through. Uh, personally, we went undefeated. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where we are, it's kind of hard to tell because obviously there hasn't been a tournament yet. And uh, the way the rules have worked the entire offseason is you had to all be in North America to play in any of the tournaments except one. So, my two guys live in Belgium and Netherlands and they just flew over. When was it? Wednesday and Thursday, I think, or Wednesday and Friday. So it's like, we haven't been able to play in anything in the off season. There's one tournament we were allowed to play where we got like top eight, but it's hard when you're playing on a hundred ping anyway. And two thirds of the team is. So like oh. even our scrims, this entire off season, like we've been taking going even or winning more recently like that's just a positive because there's just some things you can't deal with on ping and it's like like with rocket league some of the stuff is demos i know my team is going to avoid more demos the minute we're off ping but it's not like i can coach 80 ping out of them you know like it's not something that directly translates one to one whereas Mm -hmm. like on ball stuff or i assume like with fps like shooting is relatively similar even with the ping it's just those little micro movements where it's like damn, that extra 5-10% would help so much, but it's hard to base it off anything when you don't necessarily have that same reference point. Wow. I, I Now, question. 
Rocket League, I don't, I don't know it so much. I don't. Yeah. I I played it once in a while on Blue <laughs> Moon. I can because my kids play it a lot. Yeah. And they even like the mobile aspect of it. And I kind of yeah. like it. I just get frustrated, man. I I just like ah, you know. I feel like breaking yeah. my controller. Now that game is in the in the pro leagues. You guys use M and K mostly, or you use controller? Controller. There, I don't think there's a single keyboard mouse player. Okay, that's okay. still pro. Power yeah. to controller, brother. I'm I'm down, exactly. man. I I, <laughs> I I say this a lot. You know, I I go against the 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 flow of things. For an example, I play Rainbow Six Siege. And that's a big mouse and keyboard, yeah. You know, PC, but I use controller, so I defied the odds. And people are like, "What are you doing? You're not supposed to." And I'm like, "Don't worry." And then I start doing good, and they're like, "Okay, fine, you're pretty good on man. How can you do that on a controller?" So then I have to when I switch games, I go to Halo. Halo is all controller. Exactly. There's very few people that are very good on mouse and keyboard on on Halo. So on on rocket league i never knew i said okay are they on controller or are there are mouse and keyboard so it's like so strange it's like man <clears throat> so that's uh that's pretty cool now what controller you use um typically ps5 uh but that was the one thing i forgot to pack um so i'm using my teammates extra ps4 controller <laughs> But uh, I've been on PlayStation my entire life, so that's more okay. what I'm so comfortable you're, with anyway. You're used to the little knobs on the bottom, the two exactly. They're equal. Okay, I use uh the the Microsoft the Xbox uh, Elite Series Two controller. Yeah, with the paddles. Now, is yours uh like a scuff controller? Like nah, no paddles, no nothing. Nah, nah I don't need that many buttons for two games, bro. <laughs> for Rocket League. Rocket League I mean, and FIFA, that's all I need. Yeah, but there's some there's some moves you guys do on Rocket League. It's like freaking crazy. It's like yeah, flip up and jump and phew, I mean, what the heck? Everything's so muscle memory though. So it's like Oh, okay. My teammates all hate my controller setup just because I have a lot of stuff inverted. But it's like Really? Get, not inverted, but like I have a lot of stuff on R1 because I basically don't use my left hand for anything except to turn. So mm -hmm. they don't like that amount, but I also used to have to play claw anyway. So this is just slightly more comfortable with like that hybrid. So now do you feel a difference with, between the PS4 controller versus the PS5? I like the PS4 controller more. I just don't want to have to buy one every like two months because PS4 controllers suck like for durability, but every two months, every two, three months. Cause Stick drift. Oh, I would just get dang. beat on stick drift or R one R one, especially because of FIFA and R two, like that. Rocket League just murdered R two and R one for me. Whereas with PS five controllers, they're a lot more durable. So instead of two months, they'll last you six. Not usually, like <laughs> yeah, six to eight months. It's a little bit more. A little bit more. Okay, <laughs> jeez. I bet nah. Sony still loves you. They're like, yeah, keep on buying them, brother. Nah, What's man, like? That's why I get the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> man. I would, bro. <laughs> if I was your parent, man, I'll be like, okay, you're going to, I'm buying you a controller every single 
You're gonna have to paint the house. That's <laughs> so much short, man. That's a lot of controllers. Uh, they they they've gotten beaten to hell. Jeez, can you do you send them out to get repaired while you just get another one so you could just like kind of recycle? Nah, Wal- Walmart's like a ten dollar warranty. You can replace it for like a year. So it's perfect. Oh man, they but they <laughs> let's cancel this warranty. This guy. <laughs> You got to get your money's worth, man. Come on. I know. <laughs> They're going to have to cancel the warranty. No wonder I can't find that warranty no more. <laughs> it's because of Nick. <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's funny. <laughs> oh, here he comes again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on a first name basis yet. I'm chilling. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Next time I'll go to the other Walmart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh god, that's some good laughs. <laughs> okay, so it's a PS4 controller. And now obviously you guys do play when you play the game, you play it on PC, no? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So it's more mainly PC, not not uh console. Is that is that game crossplay? Uh yeah, but there's no like real top console players. Oh really? Yeah, like everyone is, you just have to switch. Like um, our one player, Nas, funnily enough, the way he got his start on PC was one of like the big content creators ran a tournament where he invited all the best console players and whoever was the best 1v1 player, he bought a PC for them. And that's how he got his first PC. Uh, and that was about a year and a half ago, I think. And he's kind of come from like a top console player, which, you know, like isn't really relevant, like a tier three maybe on a good day to now he's probably on a top four team in north america probably like a top 10 team internationally it's like that's what you have to do at this point like if you're a good console player like you just don't make it work like you have to get a pc you gotta you gotta you gotta switch over Mm -hmm. that's where the big boys play on the pc that's crazy now how many how many teams are there is the game well, before we talk about teams, is the game more popular in the, in the United States or is it popular in Europe? Where is it more popular at? I'd probably say Europe. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty similar. Um, but it's mainly like France. Like uh, like shooters, you have Denmark. Rocket League, we have France. <laughs> so. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have one of the guys from uh, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is not as big over here, but but an yeah. EU is like huge. So, and I always kind of wonder Rocket League, where's the stamp? Because I know in Europe, soccer is the big thing. And the, the game it has, you know, it's basically, it's, it's like soccer in a way. Yeah. Um, but using automotives. So I assume it was going to be like really big over there. I could see like, like, Bernardo playing Rocket League <laughs> in his comfort of his own home. I can see him just like imagine man, just playing, having some fun. You know, I'm going to take a break, but you know what? I'm going to play, but I'm going to play Rocket League. I'm not going to play, you know, FIFA. I'm just going to play Rocket. Yeah, that, that's yeah. So, how how many teams are there in in US uh, NA teams? How how many are there? Like in the pro scene or in the pro scene? Sixteen is each regional. Um, and then that's the same in Europe, South America, and all the other regions. 
16 NA? Yeah. So 16 qualify for like the online events, and then we send the top four internationally. So the way our like lands are structured is for North America, for Europe, two South America, two Middle Eastern, uh, and then two OC, one African, and one Asian. Wow. I never knew that. Man, yeah. it's almost like you guys have to battle it out there. You got a 16 teams. Yeah, it's like uh, it's pretty much we're going through three RMRs and whoever the four best teams are actually gets to go. It's rough, but I guess it makes it exciting, <laughs> you know. So, and you got how many players? Do you guys get you what you guys have, and, and your team is what three, three. Then the coach, and you have an assistant coach. Yeah, I, I signed an assistant coach. I signed. Uh, I had been working with him even when I was on Falcons. Uh, mm-hmm. where I was just talking a lot of theory and ideas, and I wanted to bring him over just because I thought he could add a lot. And it's nice it's nice to have someone to bounce the work effort with, but also just bounce ideas off, because obviously if you're a coach, you can't really talk to other coaches. All right. Yeah, that would be a conflict of interest, and it's going to probably cause some issues. Yeah. So so having – man, I never, I never knew a assistant – well – Usually they have a manager, but I don't know. I never seen coach and assistant coach and one team in a team. Well, I guess it's like somewhere like an analyst, right? Like, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. That's that's a really good backup for you because you could you have somebody that you you could talk to, get your information. You guys could share it between each other. Something. God forbid happens, you can't make it, or something happens, he could fill in for you. Exactly. So that's that's pretty good. That's that's awesome. Now, what are what are the game styles Rocket League has? It's just what modes are there you guys usually play? Uh, well, the pro scene's entirely three v three, but the nice thing about this team is, uh, I pretty much have three of the best one v one players in the world. So. The Nas, who we just signed, uh, recently was the best player in Europe in 1v1. Um, Yoris uh, has historically been in that top like 5 to 10 players in 1v1 in Europe. AJ has been like a top 5 1v1 player in North America's entire career. And that's kind of, I wouldn't say the selling point thing, but the, the interesting thing about our team is it's never really been built like this where you just have historically three top 1v1 players that can all just compete at an elite level. Wow. It's like having Ronaldinho, <laughs> Messi, and Ronaldo yeah, yeah, yeah. in one team. Oh, gosh. You got the best 1v1 players in the world. That's yeah, a yeah. smart move. Yeah, then it's just coming down to all the dirty work and all the actual building of like team chemistry, right? Because yeah, if you have that much talent, like I, I firmly believe this. So you should build teams, right? And people disagree that, like glue players, the players that fill in the gaps, where I guess would pretty much be like support players. If mm-hmm. you can have that true mechanical ability in a support player, why would you not take that and just teach them how to do all the other things? Of here's how you play on low boost. Here's how you create passing lanes. Here's how you take space. Here's how you 
drop deep to give your teammates actual space. Here's how you even demo to give them space. Like you can do all those things. The historically better glue player, support player may be better at it, but your ceiling is always higher when you have three players that can take on anyone as opposed to one player who isn't quite that level because it just may be a series where he gets the ball the most and it's like, uh, then you have to force rolls a little bit more and you don't have that same freedom to do whatever you want where we'll have a structure, but they still have their own creative input. And this is how you do this to create the team. This is how we win as a team. I just can kill you with a knife, a gun or a spear, right? I've got three different methods and it's great. Yeah. That's crazy. That's nice, man. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty depth. That's pretty deep. I like that now. And have you guys been always on a top five? Uh, well, this team completely formed from nothing. Um, so Joris, I worked with previously on Dignitas, um, mm. where I joined that team in the final third of the season when, to be honest, emotionally, they were already done as a team and it was really really rough but me and him worked really well individually uh, i saw a lot of where he was willing to sacrifice for me or for the team or just kind of buy into this idea that the coach does have the power um which i come from soccer right and he comes from soccer so having that idea that the manager is the number one person that we go with really clicked with us because then you don't have power struggles between the players and both of us have quite like European styles of thinking and like how we communicate. We're a bit more blunt with each other. And we can say whatever we want and we understand it's for the betterment of the team and that's it. Nothing's personal. So I brought him over, mm-hmm. um, but he's pretty much been on like top four or five European teams his entire career. AJ has historically been on top four or five North American teams and Nas uh, had never qualified for anything before we picked him up. Um, uh, so he tried to make, I think it was six top 16s last season in Europe, and he didn't make a single one. Mm-hmm. So we messaged him and said, hey, you have the talent. You just obviously don't know how to play threes. Give us this six-month offseason that we have. We will teach you. Believe in us. I think it wasn't even a six-month. I think it came down to we signed him in early December, I think, maybe late November. So that's, what, two months, two and a half months we will completely teach you. We'll give you an environment where you'll succeed. You have two veterans teaching you the game. And I say veterans, veterans in this space is yours is about to turn. Or yours is 19 and AJ is 21, just turned 21. Right. And those are veterans because they've been in the league for AJ has been in the league since like 16 and yours has been as well since 16. So yeah, I guess three of us are used to being on top teams and it's nice to have a fun, rookie that hasn't experienced anything before well the 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 good thing about that is that when they're new to the competitive side they're gonna soak up and learn everything that you're teaching them instead of bringing somebody that already learned something from another team or is already you know for saying a veteran And they have their own ways and everything. And then when they come to your, with your team, they're going to be like, no, I don't like doing that. I like doing this. And then it it becomes a little bit of a hassle, but you took them as, 
as green as it could be, and you just like boom, turn him into to a beast at the game. Yeah, and I mean, like he's taught us a lot as well because it. Like I was talking with Yoris about this. Like it's so nice to have someone that's so excited because like the gaming facility we're going to right now, or like uh, we've been boot camping at, it opens at twelve. And he's always annoying us at like eleven thirty. Like I just want to go play the game. <laughs> like okay, let's get the Uber there. Let's let's go. I want to play. And there's just that excitement of, you know, when you've been doing something, even if you enjoy it, like you, I would say not get bored, but or complacent or anything. But there's that 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 fun factor that goes where, mm-hmm. when he's just so excited and just that raw energy of like I I want to do this. I'm so excited. It. it transforms into all of us as well like we want to succeed for him like i think we were talking about it yesterday like we won in game five ot to qual uh for our first regional and well his first regional in particular and we were all saying like we were more nervous for him than any of us so it's like we wanted to get it over the line for him and it's so nice to have that in a team environment well i mean you're you're getting that energy from him yeah exactly and he's all pumped up and and he's putting everybody as well pumped up. You guys probably, oh, okay, I'm, I feel good. But he's like the Red Bull. Boom. It's like, what the yeah, heck? Yeah. He's giving you guys that motivation. It's like, man, this guy is so freaking hype. He's like, yeah. oh, we're going home with a trophy. You know, forget that. We're going to go home with a trophy. Let's do this. Let's play. Like, hey, it's uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, oh, I don't care. Let's play. <laughs> 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 no, like we've been getting in at noon and he's keeping us there till like midnight every day. It's kinda it's nice, but damn my sleep schedule sucks right now. Yeah, of course. Of course but, it's gonna suck. <laughs> but man, like it takes a different type of person and player to be at sixteen. Especially because he had a team when we messaged him. He just wasn't signed. Mm-hmm. Um to basically be like, Hey, we called him and said, Give us a day. If you like us, we'll give you the spot you decide if you want to join us or not. You just have to move to North America. And originally the way the format worked was he was going to fly over every two weeks to fly in for the weekend for the tournament and then fly back home so he could stay in school. We worked mm-hmm. with this school and now he's doing online school so he can stay in Toronto for the next six weeks. But like, it, it takes a different level of 16-year-old as well to have that motivation and commitment to want to win that bad to go, well, I have a better chance of winning with this team. I'm just going to uproot everything I've done and come down I like that's that's insane wow now you're saying 16 what age you you could join in the in now it's 13 which sucks it's the stupidest thing yeah I thought see I am so confused I thought to get into esports you gotta be 18 and older that's what I that's mostly shooters with Rocket League and Fortnite because we're owned by Epic it's 13 so like a bunch of fourteen year olds just qualified for this previous tournament. It's like I don't I don't really agree with that. <laughs> really? Now why in your opinion, why why it should what age do you think it should be? Probably sixteen or eighteen. Sixteen or eighteen? Yeah, like the little bit less legal stuff and also just you can do a lot more in person when you have older people and also like the commitment of content or what organizations I actually want to work with and 
like to be honest, even like a sixteen year old is sometimes hard to relate with. Whereas like eighteen and up, like we're all adults. Whereas it's different. But I've also been like one of the youngest coaches pretty much every season I've been in because I started coaching out eighteen or nineteen. So okay. it's like still you're an adult. You're eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen, yeah. But mostly coach at like twenty five, twenty six, right? So I'm even still at twenty one. I'm quite young. Yeah, but it's this idea that it's almost harder to relate as you get older. So I can't <laughs> even at twenty one. I can't imagine coaching a fourteen year old or a thirteen year old. Like I think yeah. I would just lose my mind. Yeah, it'll be very complicated because the way they handle their stress is going to be very different. The way you handle your stress. There is some rare, rare occasion you will meet a 14 or a 13 or a 15 year old that their, you know, their capacity, their mentality, their maturity is, is, is way more than what their age is. You don't see it much, a lot, but there are some that you're like, wait, how old are you again? man, I thought you're like 19 because, you know, the way they present themselves, they're very yeah. mature. It's They're very few. Um, but there are some out there. But then again, a big majority is not. They're 13. They're 13. That's it. They're going to yeah. start complaining over, you know, I'm just mad. What's up? You know, and I'm had a soggy day today. Why? Well, there was no Captain Crunch today. I had my when I try to get breakfast, so I'm just ticked off, you know. So it's like just stupid stuff. Over, yeah. yeah, stupid stuff. <clears throat> and you're like, you're ticked off about that? I'm like, yeah, man. There was no hot pockets. <laughs> you know, so, so it's weird. just small things, man. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can't relate, and it's like, okay, wait one second. But then again, the league accepts young kids at that age doesn't mean you as a coach have to take in somebody at that age. Yeah, but there's I also mean, the idea of you got to adapt or die. Like, if, you, if I have a better player at 13 than a worse player at 16 or 18, like... Exactly. What are you going to do? That's all so me to figure to it out, you know? Something you're going to figure out, and then you're going to have to put... You're going to have to put a little bit more boundaries or, or probably rules... But like I said, then again, then you just don't know. Probably you get a 13-year-old, 14-year-old that is like really mature, probably more mature than the one that's 18. And then you're going to be like, okay, wait one second. Yeah, exactly. like backwards here. But that's that's what the coaches are there for, you know, to analyze, to look. And not only you're just watching how they're playing, but you're also seeing the chemistry of the team. You see somebody going sideways, you pull them aside. Hey, what's going on? You're sideways. You know, yeah, I see you quiet. You're not talking to the fellows. What happened? <clears throat> and try to figure things out and make everything work. Exactly. Because team chemistry is, 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 is a must. It's a key ingredient to success. For sure. Making things work. Yeah, and that's why being in person is nice because we can build that a lot easier. Where you can't do that with a 13-year-old, you know, like... Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. Now, how how's Rocket League doing worldwide? I mean, how's it doing in whole? Is it is it still growing or is it you see it declining a little bit? What's yeah, going on with Rocket League? I like to think it's still growing, but um, 
I don't know. Like we we're no longer working with ESL. Like now it's through Blast, and I've always been quite hesitant about Blast. Like Correct. you said, you're with Wildcard, so I assume you follow CS quite a bit. And like Blast tournaments don't hit the same as ESL ran tournaments, and the formats are always a bit questionable. And it's not the same. It doesn't have the same amount of backing, so that's always a concern. This season, there's been a lot of like pushback where North America and Europe lost a spot. There's one less major this season than previous. The prize pool has been cut probably about a third amount where it's like all we can do is embrace it because it's still better than nothing. But Mm -hmm. there's still that frustration where it was growing so well and now Epic definitely has their hand on it. Blast has their hand on it. It's a lot of change. And unfortunately with a lot of change, people don't like change. (laughs) And I definitely don't like change. So for the war, I mean, I, I, I could take some change, but make it for the better. Yeah, Don't, exactly. you know, remove a major. Don't cut the prize pool. I mean, with the, the major thing, like most of the pros already knew about it. So we weren't really that upset about it, but like there was rumors of like with wild card being there for every major, which are like the wild card format where 16 teams play Swiss. Eight teams mm-hmm. are already qualified, and then eight more qualify. So twenty-four teams that land, and we we're all like, you know what? That's sick. Fair enough. Like, more people are going to be able to compete and show themselves. Whereas now it's like we actually lost a lot of it. So it's like it's a bit frustrating. Jeez. I bet. I bet that is a. Uh... So how many majors you guys have in a year? Right now it's two. Um, there's a lot of rumors that there's going to be more lands this year. They just haven't been announced because there's huge gaps in the calendar. But for right now, it, we have three confirmed lands. I guess four because Gamers 8 is going to come back. But four confirmed lands for the year, which is already one down from last year. So, so Okay, so four tournaments... And two majors? Um, yeah, so two majors, a world championship, and then two majors, a world championship, and then probably Gamers 8 is like our third-party tournament. Correct, okay. So I assume those prize pools may, must be much lower, <clears throat> much less than the than the majors. Uh, I mean, Gamers 8 is always massive. Like that that's usually equal to world's prize pool. So we pretty much have two world championship level prize pools and then two smaller ones. Now is it one major like the biggest of all? Like Nah, it, it's kinda disappointing. Like I think it'd be so sick if Rock League had like like when you think of CS, like you think of Katowice, right? Like yeah. uh, you wanna win that. Whereas like we have a different major location every year. So it's like it, it doesn't quite hit the same of like, oh I wanna win. I am Katowice, or I want to win. Like uh, SI for Rainbow, like the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just don't have anything like that, which kind of removes it a little bit. Dang, that got that that kind of kind of suck. I mean, it's like if if because the reason why I say say that because in 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 soccer there's always a World Cup. Yeah. I mean, they could win anything out there. But the one they really want to win is the World Cup. I guess that's Worlds with us. Yeah, Yeah, that would just be Worlds with us. But even still, like, I kind of hate this community because, like, 
the last three years, right? I've always counted how many teams are like, I mean, you know, like teams just disband before tournaments. Like they're emotionally out of it. Yeah. Last two world championships. I think the first one I went to 50% of the teams were already disbanded coming into worlds. They were just playing it out because they had to, Mm. which for a $2 million prize pool is fucking ridiculous. Uh, and then last year it was like closer to seventy five percent. Like head teams had already just like given up coming into two two million dollar tournaments. And it's like, like why the hell are we here? Like people are so immature. Wow. That's that's uh, that's crazy. So what's what's uh, what are you guys doing now to to go go now? Doing now for this major, you guys. This is the major you guys are going to be in, right? Uh, this is just the regional. So we play three regionals, and then the top four from the three regionals then play the major. And so our season they... just started. Oh, okay, that's where I wanted to get to because I, I didn't know if this is like you're in the in the final uh, part of the season or this is the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So your season just started, and how long your season lasts? Is it? Till now, till when? Uh, it's six weeks, and then a two-week break for the major, or three-week make for the major, three-week break for the major, and then another six weeks, and then another two-month break before Worlds. So I think that comes out to around six, seven months. But realistically, for most teams, it's about three and a half months, and then you just wait to see if anything else goes on. Mm. So it's good until. Probably like with June, July, then. Yeah, in that time. And then so. that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's only if you make worlds. And if you don't make worlds, your season's done in what? Oh. Late April, early May. My my confusion is is that there are sixteen teams. I think shouldn't this be like? I mean, sixteen NA teams and EU. I don't know how many teams are 16. there. Sixteen, yeah, sixteen as well. So there's a lot of teams to to play throughout the year. And, you know. we have, uh, and we have a totally open format, so every single regional we all have to requalify again, no matter what. So oh, that gosh. that 16 team, like two or three, could just miss the next regional because you're playing through like a thousand teams. So it's just yeah. like it's yeah, it's a shit show. <laughs> How long does it take? I mean, it's not bad. Like, if you go through uppers, like, I think it was, like, an hour the first day, hour the second day, and then about an hour and a half the third day. But, like, if you lose a series, like, that hour becomes four. <laughs> and it's like, well, fuck. I don't want to play that. But that's yeah, how it is. What? Four hours. The ma- the matches last how long, usually? Five minutes, but... No, I'm saying once you guys start the match. Oh, uh, um, probably around like 30 to 45 minutes for a series. Okay, when you go against a team, it's 30 to 40 minutes? Yeah, give or take. That's usually kind of what I'm getting from it. But if it's a best of seven, sometimes it's even longer. Okay, best of seven. Okay, that's, that's neat. Now, how many, how many, since you've been with M80, how many you guys won? Well, it was the off season, so this was like our first ever tournament. Oh, okay. Um, 
Now, to correct me if I'm wrong, M80 started Rocket League just not long ago, or are you guys or M80's been with with Rocket they, League? They had a team before us. Um, they were in the winter, mm-hmm. but we, funnily enough, when I was with Dignitas, we beat them out for the spot. So I guess that's why I got a message a little bit, a little bit later, uh, right okay. after I got kicked from Dignitas. Which that's a whole other story we can get into. But um, <laughs> yeah, they they had a team before us. They were probably in like a bit more of that like ten to twelve range where they brought over a lot of guys from Axet that they trusted and it just didn't pan out. Um, but this is like their first real exploration with team building, where they're not just bringing in players that have already been a team where. I've had full control to be like, I want him, him, and him. <laughs> and they just say yes. And that's why I like working with Marco. I'm saying he, he he must trust you a lot and your decision that you're making and what you're doing because not every owner will do that. You know, not none of these owners are, are like that. Some they're like, okay, well, let me think about it. Let me talk to somebody or whatever. And if he's talking with you one-on-one he's like that's what you want okay are you sure okay then do it now that's that's really that's really nice that's awesome so after this you after this tournament gets done and over with you go back home spend time with the family and your and your friends go back to to eu uh yeah that's what my guys are gonna do um I think with us, it's going to be going to Austin when we come back for the second split, because then we'll have everything done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, that's where every other M80 team is. So hopefully that's the next step. But uh, yeah, we're going from there. Okay, so the team house is in, in Texas? Yeah. I always think, why Texas? Why do they always go to Texas? I think there's other teams that are that they're down there. <laughs> I think it's just because like property tax and stuff, but yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's interesting. That's kind of like that makes sense. That makes sense. And what's really funny, um, what's this guy? Um, that's a box that he likes boxing now. He's boxing against everybody. Uh, Jake Paul, I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. He's um. He's down in Puerto Rico, where I'm from. So the first house you buy, you don't pay property taxes on your first home. Now you buy another home, you got to pay property taxes, but on your first home, you don't. So he played it smart. So he's out, has his training camp down there, and he lives down there and having a blast and a good time. And, And I'm like, and I'm like thinking, why is he down? I said, of course, he gets this million dollar house, doesn't have to pay property taxes on it. Exactly. Saving so much money. You know, so he's very smart, has his own stuff. That's that's the that does make sense. They're doing that to to save money, property taxes. (laughs) I guess everyone else has already done it, so you might as well. Yeah, I see, yeah, I noticed a lot of uh, these uh organizations have their team house down there i mean and i'm like why not florida tropical rises warm year round i mean it does get 
kind of cold, you know, certain times, but it's because of the cold front. But it during the afternoon, it goes away. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like, okay, strange. But I, I would assume they would have went something, you know, tropical. Or they just probably want to make sure that their players uh, don't get tempted to be going to Universal Studios and Disney all the time. <laughs> It's like, where are you? Are you supposed to be practicing? Oh, dude, I had to get on the Hulk. I had to get on the Hulk. And I had to go to the Harry Potter, you know? It's no, like, dang I'm, it. <laughs> I'm kind of glad these guys aren't a huge fan of Toronto. Because, like, like, what are we going to go out and do, bro? We're going to go see another corporate building. You know what I mean? Like, so they just want to be at the facility anyway playing. Yeah. I, I, I want to go visit Canada one of these days. It's nice. I, I like it, but it does kind of just have that same like northeast feel. Really? Yeah. But it, right now Canada's going through some really crazy stuff with their prime minister it is. What do you guys call the president or Trudeau? Or I have no clue. I'm like looking at the news. I'm like, whoa, so much craziness. And I'm like, okay, I may want to wait. Hold off until all that stuff is squared off and, and resolved. I don't nice. know anything. Yeah, so let me just wait until things get squared off, and I'll just go visit. And you know, uh, I met a lot of nice people that I, I met there from Canada. So you originally live in Canada, or you? Or you? No, I'm from uh, Pennsylvania. You're from PA. So, but you you spend some time, a lot of times in Canada, or no? It's oh. just where M80s put us. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think. Man, that's so they put you guys up there. So the team house is in Austin. Is, is in Austin, yeah. Okay. I think it was just balancing of schedules and things like that. It was e- easier to get us up here. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Is it? I bet it's really cold over there right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you used to it? Well, I mean, yeah. Like Pennsylvania is cold. Yeah, Pennsylvania is so like... cold. It's but it's like you're, it's like you're much further up. You're much further up north. You know, it's like people that live in Wisconsin and Minnesota. You're like, oh gosh, that's cold. But you're further up. You're up in Canada. So I just, it's like, man, it's probably like what thirty below zero or sometimes or get that cold. But yeah, Philly is is cold as well. In wintertime, it gets really cold. I lived in Maryland. And and it it you it just I never experienced what was you know ten below zero or anything below zero. And one day um, I was on a way to work when I was living with my uncle in, in Maryland. So like, you went outside, and I'm like, no. I said, go outside for a little bit. <laughs> so I go back outside. I, was, I went outside. I was like, what the heck is this? He was like, yeah, it's 15 below zero. I was like, what? Below zero? <laughs> 15? It it was brutal. It hurt. Yeah. Breathe. You got to get the big ass coats, you know, the boots and stuff. It's oh, bad. Yeah, it's bad. And it's not as bad if there's no breeze. Fine. But if there's wind, oh, gosh, I was brutal. Your ears, everything, you just like, just, oh, it was way too much. It was way too much. So, Nick, 
And so now you guys getting ready for this and you've been practicing and I'm excited for you, man. Thank I hope, you. Uh, Thank you. hope everything works out good. And, and, uh, you guys, uh, succeed and do really good. I mean, I, I love competition. I love, uh, everything that has to do with esports. It's fun. I'm excited. I know M80, uh, always put us, uh, on our on our toes to go ahead and perform well in other games, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's always it's the competition is good, you know. I always see M eighty, you know, they compete against us and and uh, and uh, Counter Strike and compete with us and 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 on Rainbow Six Siege. There's always our very friendly, fun competitors. M eighty's always always been really good, very good team. So, uh, man, I have nothing. I wish you the best, man. I, I wish everything goes good. I hope uh, you guys uh, keep on rocking. And now you, you played it really smart, got three of the top best 1v1 <laughs> players. I mean, you got you got a lot of home runners. So, <laughs> Thank you, man. So, listen, Nick, I know this time uh, flies and, and you got to get going. You're a busy man, and, uh, and I know you got some stuff you got to – get with Marco, but, uh, I'm going to give you, I give everybody a, um, a few minutes there for the platform. Let all the fans know, um, where they could reach you at, where they could find you. And, uh, the stage is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, uh, my Twitter is at Nick on RL. And then I think that's my Twitch as well, but, uh, we only really stream our qual runs there. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big social media guy. I don't really stream. But that also kind of comes with I had to do college and everything else that was taking up time. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. And I uh, thank you for all the Amity fans and anyone else who's willing to listen to me yet for an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Good, good, man. Yeah, well, it's not going to be the, the first or the last time. I'm sure I'll bring you back on and uh, we'll keep this rolling and uh, see how the future what the future has uh, for you and you can tell us all the new things and, <laughs> and uh, get to know more about the game, know more what you're doing. And I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see what, what the future holds for you, man. Real Appreciate awesome. it, brother. Awesome. Okay, brother. Well, guys, I want to thank everybody for listening, tuning in to the Dr. VTech show. Thank you so much. Okay, folks. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Have a good one. Till next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dr. VTech show and don't forget to click follow.